Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Every other take, club. You can take two more years of this tedium. How, you can how, take how much mediocrity right. are you prepared to prepare? I mean, to you're stomach? very generous, aren't you? I mean, what, are you really, are you taking that position because... Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Um, I'd like to start by saying the true warrior fights not because he hates the ones in front of him, but because he loves those behind him. Let's go, Gunners. The only failure is not trying. That is a quote, obviously, from the one and only Alexis Sanchez on Instagram today. Do you think that's what he spent the first half the other day thinking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, we'll, we'll analyse it in great detail during. There's the a lot of analysis to be done. <laughs> There's on There's a lot of analysis. It's a bit. It's a bit reminiscent of the glory days of um, Cantona. Cantona, yeah, with the throwing seagulls. the fish, seagulls, fish, seagulls, mm. etc. Anyway, we've got top level guests to talk about that and other things going on at the Arsenal Football Club. We have uh, Trevor Harris. Trevor, welcome back. Good evening. Thanks, Boyd. Um, you've been in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I have. I've been in my other life as a triathlon commentator, but I did. I was going to say happily managed to find it on TV, so well, I watched it live. Happily is not the right word. It was no. um, appalling, <laughs> and I watched every minute of it and then slinked off and got the plane back to London. <laughs> were the uh, Brownlee brothers in competition? They weren't. No, they weren't. But amazingly, they another didn't... another Brit came second, a guy called Tom Bishop. We, we oh. breed them, obviously, top-class triathletes. Is he also from Yorkshire? I'm not sure where he's from, actually. I mean, he probably came second in the women's race as well, so two oh, wow. silvers. I saw the Brownie Brothers have done an interesting ad for uh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire Tea. Yorkshire Tea, they have. It's quite mm. funny, actually. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was very good. Did you yeah. see that, Boyd? No. Oh, Is it look good? out for it later. I'll, I'll yeah. check it out later. I would, I would like to see the same kind of spirit that they showed in that famous race in Cozumel yes. um, replicated at the Emirates and also the grounds where we play away, because, frankly, there ain't none of it at the moment. Good point. We'll come on to that. Um, and we're also joined by actual football journalist, Charlie Eccleshare. Hi, Charlie. Hi. Um, Charlie, it says on your official bio, uh, uh, Twitter biography, sports journalist at The Telegraph. What's that? Blizzard? Contributor? Blizzard. Yes. Blizzard's good uh, football publication, boys. Yeah. It was... It's good to have Charlie here. Well, good. Well, you mentioned his article Josh. the other week, didn't you? Yeah. When he was sort of reflecting on the season that would be. You wrote the yeah. l- now legendary, I consider it to be... 
thing which you wrote in, I believe, in August, yeah. beginning of the, before the season started, where you, in a satirical way, predicted what would happen in that, and, it, and it's come chillingly, mm. horrifically true. Pretty much everything you said, you just basically kind of talked about the fact that we do the same thing every single year, and and yet again, it, so you must be very proud of that of that piece. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the easier predictions to make, a <laughs> yeah. lot of them, I would say. Um, but yeah, it has almost all come to pass. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the prediction I made as well in October, which, again, was so, so easy to see coming, was the Cazorla three, being out for three days turned yes. into a season yes. ender. Yes. That was just writ large, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, but, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I yeah. forgot he was meant to be out for like, yeah, it was like tiny little... Um, I was, you know, he got injury, the, yeah. came off against Ludogorets yeah. after about an hour, I was like, no yeah. problem. Then he was out against Middlesbrough, yeah, and then he thought, oh, yeah. "It's not like he's deceased or something." It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't Thomas Wozicki originally supposed to be out for two weeks, and it ended up being yeah. eighteen months? Yeah, yeah. Thomas from Ireland, same was another injury. One. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he had like an eighteen-month. Uh, it's very common. It's very common. And Diaby was going to keep coming back the following week, wasn't he? Yeah, it? exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we've got lots to discuss. Obviously, the um, the inevitable capitulation um, at Liverpool. What was your prediction, Josh? Just remind me of, the, of what was going to score was going to be. I think 1-0 2-2 2-2 I think actually um, what did you say I said 3-1 I think I got it right I think you'll find out I got it ax- exactly right unless I haven't gone back and checked I definitely said we're going to lose obviously because obviously we always lose I think you said 2-1 from him uh, maybe I said 2-1 you might be right hey, there's anyway no, there's no I mean I don't take any smug um, smugness I don't take you'd any rather smugness. have been wrong I'd rather have been wrong mm. and of course we've got to start with the whole Alexis Sanchez situation right, which you in your um, excellent menu uh, which you which you which you cook up every week, you describe as possibly one of the most terrible, bizarre, ludicrous decisions in history. Well, I, I think it was really odd, and I'd be really interested to Charlie Trev's view on this, in that if there is a problem with the player, as there so clearly must be something there, then either he plays because he's your best player or he's not in the squad. I, it, it felt yeah. like somewhere it, in between, but yeah. I don't know, I'd love to hear what Luckily, Charlie Luckily, we've got a ma- the, an actual football journalist so because there's two things one is there's the fact that he dropped him and, was, and that was absolutely obviously insane and whether you think so th- all the, suddenly last night the story came out from all the, your, your fellow football journalists a lot of your fellow football journalists all suddenly had the same story wouldn't you know that it's almost like Alec- the almost, similar message is being yeah, sent that Alexis um, walked out of training and caused a, big, a bust up the great bust up yeah David Heitner who's a Guardian writer yeah. was quite unequivocal about that yeah so it's not an official thing because right. it, I think what people were thinking originally was that this was the club realising a player was going to leave and so mm. kind of painting him as the villain making yeah. it more palatable when he does leave yeah. uh, in the summer apparently that's not the case so maybe it's a leak maybe it's another player yeah. but what apparently happened was that in training he had a massive argument with a, a, a quite senior player stormed out Obviously, and this has been brewing for a while. We've seen it basically every game. He's been even when we've won, he's been you know throwing his hands up in the air, chucking yeah. his gloves to the floor. Yeah. He's looked really, really pissed off mm. for a while. Um, but no, I completely agree with what Josh was saying. You Wenger, you either you do what Conte did with Diego Costa yeah. and say you're not in the squad, you know, and really stamp your stamp your authority in the situation, or you do what I think most of us would expect Wenger to do, given that he is quite indulgent to to basically say, I'm not going to cut my nose off to spite my face. Yeah. Alexis is too important. Yeah. In the end, he did neither and actually reinforced Alexis' position because yeah, we, were, we were so bad that at half time it was like, oh God, let's bring him on again. And so just emphasised how much we rely on him. So once again, I mean, it was poorly handled. And I'm, I'm interested, Trevor, before you answer, I know you, you do a lot for elaborating, you're very knowledgeable about the betting world. Presumably, as soon as Sanchez wasn't in that lineup, we'd have drifted massively and that is the importance 
Bob Sanchez. It's true. It's funny what Boyd was saying about <laughs> what you guys tipped up last week. I, I, I have to do for Labrooks every live Premier League game. And I, t- I gave three bets in that game. Liverpool to win in 90 minutes. Liverpool to be leading at half-time and full-time. And Liverpool to win 3-1 as a correct score. Wow. And to be honest, yeah, it's a little, always a bit lucky correct score bets. But my only dilemma was whether, it was gonna, whether, whether to say 3-1 or 3-0. Because I, I thought, maybe we'll, maybe we'll score. I mean, going back to what you said about you know, one of the worst decisions ever. I was trying to think of as, you know, decisions as bad as leaving yeah. out Sanchez. I've come up with uh, Anthea Turner's chocolate-sponsored wedding <laughs> and all those record companies who turned down the Beatles. I mean, it is yeah. as bad as that. Yeah. And when I first saw the teams, I'm sitting there in Abu Dhabi, I'm thinking, okay, saw, the, saw our midfield, I'm thinking, all oh, right, so obviously so Alexis up front. And then I saw the Giroud's name come up. Mm. I'm thinking, oh, God, he must be injured. Mm. Or he's just, you know, cropped himself in the warm-up. Mm. And then when I saw him sitting on the bench... I'm thinking, the first thing I thought was, because obviously this is before the bust-up story had come mm. out, I'm thinking, Wenger A is mad. Yeah. Secondly, has he done this? Because of all the criticism he's got, he's thought, I'll tell you what, I'll make what looks like the most stupid decision ever. And if somehow we were to win mm. without the only player who's frankly played well all season for mm. us, I'll be lauded as such yeah, a tactical yeah, yeah. genius that all my detractors will suddenly fade yeah, away. I thought that a bit as well. Because particularly when, so when, then when he was interviewed pre-match on BT, because so I got the... We'll probably all remember where we were, won't we? The moment we saw the team news for this game, like you know when JFK was murdered, mm-hmm. it's such a yeah. it's such a historic blunder. Yeah. So I got the get I, te- I get the team news texted to me on my AF Arsenal uh, text facility, and I genuinely most people have moved on to like I was like Twitter or something. Yeah, by now. no, I get You're text still on updates. Text. It's quicker, honestly. It arrives bang, bang, exactly an hour before, and you okay. know, so I don't have to check on Twitter. I don't have to check if Charlie's put oh, the yeah. team news up yet or whoever. Yeah. So it's there, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, I. I really, I genuinely did a double take, and I'm sitting there on the bus back to my flat, ready to get time to get back in time for the match. Looking at it, thinking this cannot be right. So then, I, then I did have to check all the, but then, it, then it. So the thing, the second thing is, I, I went through all that thought process that you went through. Then you see that he's picked Iwobi and Oxley Chamberlain ahead as well. Not so, not just Giroud, but he's not even putting him out wide. You know, he's well, like so that. I mean. And then, so then I got home in time for the BT, just in time to see him on BT Sport being asked about it. And he said, oh, I want to go more direct. And then you think, okay, you genuinely now have decided to dispense with every um, kind of identity you've ever had as Arsenal manager. You've gone on about year in, year out, and you've decided to go direct by having lump it up to Giroud. And of course, that didn't happen anyway, and we were just absolutely shit. And, and also, if we had wanted to go, as you say, if we had wanted to go direct, if that yeah. was legitimately a strategy, that doesn't mean you don't play Sanchez. Hmm. You obviously play him. Him yeah. Instead of either Obi right. or Chamberlain, right? I mean, the, the only precedent I was thinking was the Giroud, when Giroud was dropped for Sonogo against Bayern. Remember, because yeah. there yes. were things about Giroud yes. breaking club rules, and that was a pretty huge call. He also did it against Liverpool, which was a few days before in the FA Cup, and, and that was the year we won the FA Cup. We hadn't right. won a trophy in ages, so. Right. That was the only thing I could think of comparable, but yeah, obviously Giroud had done. Well, he'd, he'd been in the papers with some. He'd had yeah, dallying he'd, with some yeah, exactly. extracurricular. <laughs> yeah, pants. exactly. He did an extracurricular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could just about. I mean, but but he you know, frankly, you can drop Giroud any fucking time you want. It's yeah. going to be a this, bonus this, for me. This would have been the same as like dropping Thierry Henry for a big game in the Premier. League. It just wouldn't yeah. have happened. Well, do you know what I find so frustrating about the whole thing? When I read the or heard the bust-up stories, who knows exactly what happened? But yeah. apparently. According to most of the reports, there was quite a heated uh, thing going on in the dressing room after he'd stormed off the training pitch. 
Where's that fight been on the pitch all season? Where's that been? Because mm. I haven't seen it. Well, you'd mm. argue he's given it, mm. Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, no, I, totally. Yeah. Absolutely, totally. And this is why I find it a bit bizarre when people say, you know, they go back, they talk about the buy-in game and is he trying. He tries more than anyone else. He's got more talent than anyone else, that's for sure. And yet, he's like Carlos Tevez. When, when Tevez was at West Ham and elsewhere, he was a brilliant player, but he never stopped running. He chased lost causes, he tackled back. All the things that Giroud doesn't do, he does. But there's Though still... apparently so, as well, so with that Alexis, I completely agree, obviously, Alexis ostensibly anyway shows a lot more fight and passion and desire. Apparently in that buying game, he actually did contradict the tactics, the strategy, and quite a lot of the players were frustrated with that. I'm not saying that means he doesn't try hard, but there are times when actually running around like a maniac isn't the most helpful thing to do. But I do think as well what you touched on, the, the sort of dilemma every Arsenal man is having is that do we think that it's great that Sanchez is dropping around and really angry because as you say it shows that he really cares and a lot of them don't or is it disrespectful you know has he come off well or badly from talk of a training ground bust up and I think it's come, yeah I think it's, I think it's come off absolutely absolutely well I think yeah, you know I'm, I'm with you know there's someone tweeted I can't remember who um, you know, if ever there was a time to have a bust up with the complacent, and um, um, this is a paraphrase, <laughs> complacent rest of the squad who week in, week out started every game terribly and, and the manager, and to, it's, it's now, now is the time to, to cause, to have bust ups because this, you know, this lovely team, team think that, that Vengo puts a huge amount of reliance on and we know he does and of course in theory yeah of course it, well it is a team game and you know in the Invis- Invincibles year if you read Amy Lodge's book it's, you know the team ethic was a but when it comes down to it this team ethic that is fostered right now with this current squad that isn't working because we fail comp- we capitulate every single time we play a major rival so it needs someone to shake things up I, I, I want valid. I want to vomit every time <laughs> I hear him say we have a great spirit. He would not know great spirit if he went to the best single malt distillery in Scotland. I'm telling you, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. And today, I don't know if you saw the press conference today. Yeah, with yeah I watched Sanchez, some of it. Yeah. Where he's kind of denying the whole Sanchez mm. bust up thing, mm. and he's kind of doing it with that kind of almost little mischievous grin. It's kind of saying, "Well, you guys know it's true, but you also probably know I have to say this. I have to take this line. I actually rather he told the truth, like yeah. like Conte did yeah. in the Costa incident." Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I said this at the weekend that um, you know, he, I, I thought I think he's now a lot in in his in his public appearances. He says stuff that is basically. I mean, I hate to use the word, but lying. He's kind of lying about stuff mm. quite a lot. But, well, you know, I mean, the whole why he dropped Sanchez is a lie, isn't it? He didn't, he's not dropping him. That's just, don't treat, you're treating us like morons if you stand there before a game and say, I've dropped my best player, that everyone in the world knows is my best player, to go a bit more direct. And, and you're not then, you're not then asked the point, well, but you're still playing to other players that were massively inferior to him and you could have put him in one of those positions. He's treating us like idiots and he's genuinely lying whether he's lying for what reason think he's and I think change, that's embarrassing I think that's you know managers not all managers do that some managers do as you say yeah, but not, managers... very, not very, and we know what we get from him he, does, he isn't going to come out and publicly you know explain to everyone what has gone on behind what he perceives as Why closed not? doors that's just not his style. When well, has he, said, he ever done that? You say it's not his style, but he said in his big interview that another thing I want to talk about. That Did piece. you see the Jay Humphrey interview? Yeah, in that mm. interview, he, he it was, like, it was like, interesting. Oh, it was embarrassing. It was excruciating. It was terrible. <sighs> what do you think about Jay? I mean, I Jay Humphrey asked the right questions. He's think... trying to put, put yeah, you know, pin him down, and he's like affronted by the even I, you know, all this stuff about I built Arsenal. It's it's it, he's someone's got I to, to have people, a word with. There was a lot of criticism, and, and Morgan was was getting busy. Morgan was getting busy with it, wasn't he? On the building building Arsenal. 
I think there is a, a difference. Obviously, he didn't build the club. He wasn't there, hands and knees, you know, 100 plus years ago in 1886, building this club. But he has built up this club. And I, and I think that's kind of what he really means when he, when he talks about it. I, I think the club is unrecognisable from where it was. And that was the phrase was. he used today, built them up. Yeah, I think it is unrecognisable from 1996. Okay. And I think it's too, it's too easy, like, what was immediately then going on is go, you didn't build this club, Herbert Chapman, in the 30s. But I think that's getting a bit but unfair. But isn't the time... Is, he said he, he, he wants to reinvent himself. He used that phrase, I think, to the, mm. to the press on Friday in, in, in a lot of the interviews I read. And, like, well, if you really are going to... Stop talking shit. And um, secondly, genuinely, you know, stop, stop these ridiculous... If the, if the reinvention is to drop your best player for no reason whatsoever, including even if there was a bust up, well, that is a reason. <laughs> like, yeah. it or, like it or loathe it, that is a reason. But as, say he's got no reason. But as, as we've already said, if he'd done something, you know, say he'd gone up and clocked, I don't know, Koscielny or something, <laughs> right? Say he'd done that. So you, you would drop him. You, dro- you drop him. You drop him from the squad. He doesn't travel. And, and that's yeah. it rather than what he's done is uh, put you on the bench and oh we were so crap in the first mm. half can you get us out of a hole please Alexis <laughs> I agree and with Charlie that said it was everything about it was embarrassing it was embarrassing decision it was an embarrassing justification it was embarrassing that even he I actually thought I was amazed he actually did bring him on for the second half because I thought his ego is going to be so crushed by this yeah. pathetic despair. especially given Giroud's running around having painkillers yeah. and look like he could barely <laughs> move and yeah. thinking, so we've got I think that's why yeah. already a mobile well, Giroud on the pitch right. and Sanchez on the bench I think that's why he had to do it I think if Giroud hadn't been hadn't looked injured or you know hadn't been taking the painkillers I think he would have carried on with him I don't think he would have brought him on I think he almost had to there was no other option because it was yeah, a there was no boat. option there was no option yeah. and you know it, it was path- everything about absolutely I mean he could pathetic. have put Theo up there and but. he well alright but that would have been I mean why have him on the bench you know you had him on the bench again Maybe Charlie's point right I at the wonder what do you think the rest everything of this- about it was insanely pathetic what? and I just think it sums up for me how far he's how low it's come it's so sad you, you know we were talking the other day on it's just sad isn't it how he's making this decision you sad sad man i just i want to like shake him and go what are you doing what are you thinking what are you playing at you know it couldn't get for me that i know I'm, I'm i'm exaggerating but that decision could not have been worse and more wrong-headed and ended up being more embarrassing i think as well what's sad about it is that it's almost like when you when someone is told that they need to do something a lot, mm. and it's almost like they then listen, but act, then do it in the worst right. possible way. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, we did say you need to not indulge your players, but we weren't <laughs> saying we didn't go and that. drop yeah. our best player right. for a crucial yeah. game. We mean it won't be. It probably is a player leaking out this information. What do you, I mean, yeah, that, course, that's sure. what I'm well, saying. And, and of course, he, Sanchez must irritate some of the other players sure. who he has a go at, presumably... You know, defensively or, you know... In the well, most who, of them for good reason, yeah. I would say. And that's probably the problem. It probably is not the best atmosphere, you know, in terms of dressing room. I don't, like, it was odd. I mean, what, what did you make of Pear being the one to sort of go up in front of the press conference? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it, it sort of sums up ridiculous. it's kind of the safest option because he's clearly yeah. not going to play. Oh, so he's club captain. Of course he's German. Exercise in diplomacy, I think. Yeah. I get the German angle, but it's not like, OK, there's some German press here. We need to have yeah. the ex-German yeah. international with us. So, B, did you watch the, the, that? So everyone's retweeting. Yeah, Pearl was incredibly yeah. diplomatic, it, but there is the bit where he laughs and he's reliable and he laughs. I mean, more, you know, it's almost like a nervous. Well, he's experienced. He knows how to handle that situation. You wouldn't want to put a, you know, one of our younger, you know, it, it be might have said the wrong thing, you know, as yeah. you put him in that environment. But isn't it kind of symptomatic the fact that he is our club captain? There's this amazing totally. stat that an Arsenal club yeah. captain hasn't started the league game since November 2014. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, in theory, he is the figurehead of the club. Yeah, you know he should, yeah. and he apparently is a big character in the dressing room. Mm. But 
Oh, he's someone who never plays. Why? Yeah. You know, it feels like we don't have any big characters mm. who are players that actually <laughs> play totally, regularly. Yeah. Or... We'll carry on with this discussion after a quick break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's, that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star Trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And we're back from the break. Um, there's one more thing about the Sanchez thing. Is did you hear the end? So the end of the press conference, he was asked whether he's going to play tomorrow, and he wouldn't even. Again, embarrassingly, he went. Well, oh, I think it's up to me to decide tomorrow morning. He'll be at the game, and then he'll find out if he's playing. I'm like, you. Oh, come on. You know, just just grow. I, I feel like saying grow up. You know, and I know it's awesome, and I have a massive respect for him. He never. I did re- until you know he's picked that team before. I mean, I just think it's. I, I think in it, if everything is declining in his decision making in his mind. It's just so breathtakingly obvious, isn't it? I mean, since I've been supporting Arsenal, which is you know close on fifty years now, and there are certain players through that time that were the first on the list. When I first started with someone like Frank McClintock or Charlie George, and you go through the Liam Brady era, not much after that. Ian Wright, Henri, yeah. Rowcastle, all those players. And Sanchez is so, and quite a lot of those teams, it was hard to say, you know, in the 70s, was McClintock or was whatever. But it's so blindingly obvious now that Sanchez has got more talent and more application than anyone else in that squad, mm. first team squad. He but, should just write his name down and then put the other 10. We should ignore There is the school of thought, and I saw it expressed a few... There is a school of thought from some Arsenal, and I do think they're a tiny minority. I have to name-check him yet again. Chasnuki Burden came up with a theory in an article, I think, for 442, maybe even a year ago or longer, that he's selfish and he's not a team player and that... I think, you know, someone else said over the weekend, I think, that he loses the ball. I think Jeff Arsenal said he loses the ball too much, you know. When he, people are, there are some people who are kind of, I guess, to try and somehow justify Wenger's decision or, I don't know, what, in their mind, that are saying he's not maybe as great, of course, as we all think he is. For me, it's like, well, actually, he's contributed twice as many goals and goal scoring and assists he, as he, any other player in the but squad. He, there is that sort of thought because, for instance, he apparently really upset players in the Arsenal squad when he was, we were beating Swansea 4-0. Welbeck hadn't played, you know, as part of oh, Welbeck's yeah. recovery, but Welbeck comes on for the last 10 minutes. And Sanchez has a strap about that. that and was, I think people are like, get over yourself. We're sure. giving minutes to a guy, sure. a very popular guy in the squad who's been out for a long time. So, so what I'm saying is I absolutely think Sanchez's drive and passion and you know, will to win is great. But there are ways to have that and not piss people off over sure. petty things like that. Leaving the ground last year when he was subbed off against Norwich. For like the last 10 minutes, you yeah. know, he, he, left, he was out of the ground before yeah. the match had finished. That's he's, not really... I agree. He's clear, I'm not saying he's perfect. And he's clearly, in some ways, a petulant kind of drama queen. I mean, I absolutely think that. But as I said before on this podcast, I think so is Suarez. But you want, even when Suarez is biting people and, you know, doing whatever mad thing he's doing, you want him in your team. And, you, and, you, and I like the fact that he's this kind of, kind of eccentric 
demented little guy running around, mm. you know, getting annoyed <laughs> and sitting on the halfway line, you know, banging his head. I kind of all of that is part of his whole. It's part of him, and it's part of why he's better than every other player. Yeah, know? I mean, just just a quick word on on that um, yeah. guy that uh, in four four two who clearly needs some kind of a, a lobotomy. <laughs> we love um, Chaz. We love uh, Chaz. But I mean, <laughs> two things: why what he's saying is complete bollocks. I mean, firstly, just to, just to reiterate your point, he has been involved either scoring or assisting roughly half of our. Premier League goals all season. You're talking nearly 60, so that's that's yeah. a big number. Yeah. But in terms of, um, you know, he loses the ball. Well, the reason that sometimes he loses the ball is because he takes players on. Mm. Pele used to mm. sometimes lose yeah. the ball, so did Johan Cruyff. Uh, when was the last time Meza Ozil took a player? When he just passes it kind of sideways or backwards. Well, I can do that. I'm 53. <laughs> you know, so that, that kind of criticism is just utter garbage. I do. I, I kind of agree with you. Do we think it's now inevitable, particularly after... I mean. Was it inevitable that he'd go anyway? You know, I mean, he's, he's from what we hear, he's been offered, you know, what Arsenal considers to be a fairly big wage, but by any by other standards, not particularly. There's no way because that's inevitable at the moment that he's going. Really? Doesn't? Don't no. you feel? I think a lot could change. I mean, at the moment, it feels very likely he will go. Right. But given we may have a new manager in within a, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Right. Well, that that's could interesting. Be... So now are you almost hinting, which I kind of agree with, that actually a new manager will be, be will be making more likely to stay. Because there's this Quite whole, possibly, yeah. Because people all assume that our big star players are all in thrall to Wenger, but he clearly well, isn't. I actually think that's quite another element of the sadness around Wenger is that throughout all of this, you never got the impression really, the players all loved him. You always got that impression that the players really respected him. What I think's sad now is that there are some players who actually don't have that much respect for him and certainly aren't afraid of him and feel a little bit like they can get away with whatever they want. Well, it feels like hardly anyone's afraid of him. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. It's kind of indicative of, of football in this era, isn't it? That you look at some really respected um, and successful coaches and they still lose the dressing room. It happened to Mourinho at Chelsea, yeah. it's happened to Ranieri at Leicester this season, and yeah. I think it is actually happening to Wenger. I, I actually agree with Charlie. I think there's more chance of Sanchez staying if Wenger goes. Mm. And I think with Wenger, there should also be a huge clear-out of players as well. Mm. Um, and who knows, if we get... Uh, pick a name out of the hat, Simeone, say, Allegri. I don't think that they would... They, they would uh, manage in a completely different way to Wenger. Maybe, I mean, maybe similar style of play, probably a bit tighter, I would think, but more in terms of discipline-wise, because he's so weak, Wenger. I mean, this Sanchez thing sums it up. I won't uh, leave him at home. I'll put him on the bench in case I need him. That's me being, you know, dishing out punishment, really. Do you think, do you think it's more important that Wenger stays or that Sanchez stays? Oh, the latter, by, by a gazillion miles. I think, I think Wenger... I... It's very hard to make a case for it being for the benefit of the club for him to stay now. Right. I've got a huge amount of respect and yes. warmth and love for him, and I think he shouldn't be hounded out, but mm. I can't. I don't think anyone can actually make the argument that it's the right thing Josh, right now for Wenger to stay. Can anyone make the argument it's the right thing now for Wenger Look, to I re- stay? Look, I repeat what I've said in the past. I think if he if we finish outside the top four, then I assume he'll go. That, that's what I assume. And if, if that happens, then... Even if we win the FA Cup? Reluctantly, yeah, I, I think... Because, by the way, he's now he also said in the press conference he's now going to cling on till the end of the season. And then, so, I mean, oh, Yeah, but right. I think that makes I'll sense be, because I think no, if, he, if he decided that he was going to go... Yeah. Then even then it makes sense. Just tell everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what. So that's do. why I think he isn't in his mind going, and I, and I think if he isn't in his mind going, he is not going. I think but now that's the whole what we club is in, is in like we're all being held. But there's there's, bit, there's a bit of hypocrisy here, Josh. I think on Wenger's part because he in the past has come out with the old comment about you know we're waiting to see if Sanchez will sign his contract, and he's like you know I'm not, I'm not sure. I think he should make a decision, and yet right. he's not making a decision oh. himself on his contract. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, totally. I think he's decided he'll stay, but 
only if our performance on the pitch drops below the level he's expecting it to end up in, you know, in May. So if we go. come fifth, I, you I, think he'll go? I I kind of think, yeah, that's got to be a possibility. I think that's the most logical sort of possibility that, you know, otherwise what's changed? Why right. would he leave this season? But if we than, come fourth, because, nothing's changed, is it? That's what I'm Correct, saying. but yeah. I, I think that's kind of So for part. you, nothing changing is fine. That's, I don't think that's fine. I, I think that's not necessarily a reason that we should be calling for his head I, I, I won't call still, for him to really? go no still? no he, but let's see go. where we are in May and, and look we're what were we 11 to 8 to finish in the we top 4 we can see four, where we Trevor. are now Charlie <laughs> well he said Wenger said three years ago when he signed the new contract that yeah. if we're not competing seriously for the biggest titles Champions League and right. League then he hasn't fulfilled his mandate that's not going to happen this season no. I think the only thing that could save him is if we triumphantly in the FA Cup semi-final beat a Tottenham or a Chelsea well, and do gonna... the same in the final because mm. I think that genuinely could change the mood yeah. of the club and yeah. he could legitimately say we've got over our thing of not being able to beat the big clubs and we're winning silverware Ch- I'm Ch- not saying that that's a reason for him to say no. that was, would be his argument I'm just going to say to you we could play Chelsea 10 times. We wouldn't beat him once. I'm, I'm just from the every, all available evidence. And at the moment, not Spurs either. Spurs, Man City and Chelsea would be favourites against our... Unless something drastic changes in the next few weeks before the semi-final, assuming we get past Lincoln, and I don't assume anything, we would be outsiders. And as you say, we're, we're now... According to the bookmakers, more likely to finish outside the top four than in it. Okay, but, but, and, but not why. for the first time under his reign no, has that been the situation. No, and no. we can look back True. to many examples, and, and we've always found a way. And we've still got a game in hand on Liverpool. But even Houdini needed rescuing in the end. There was a moment when I had to smash hey, the thing with look, the axe. It, it could happen, <laughs> and it would be the saddest way for it to end. If, if an incredible record that will perhaps not be repeated in terms of you know, the amount of years he's managed to keep a, a club in the Champions League. It, it might not be repeated here for a very long time. We assume now with teams like, Ch- obviously Chelsea would be on a, a run of one year should they get in the top four this year. You know, it may not happen. Can I just say very quickly though, on, on, on your point, Trev, that's why that pessimism about Arsenal against the big clubs, which I share, I think everyone shares, if somehow we were to turn that around in an FA Cup semi and a final, it would be such a huge shift, I think, in the mood that he would use that as an argument to say, look, we've changed. You know, things have changed. There's, there's clear progress, which well, I'm not saying is justifiable reason to say, but that's his I own... That, that, I, I, think I, I know what you're saying. We have yeah, done yeah. the odd one-off. That's kind of been the problem. We've never done it on like two legs, but you know, we have put in you know, one-off performances you know, to be noted. And look, United away in the cup. Um, on way to winning it two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I've been these one days. And look, I know Chelsea, Chelsea weren't great at the beginning of the season, but we... I, I don't agree with you on the 10 times we play them. I, I feel it's more like five. You know, we'd need three five attempts to beat Chelsea once. I know we beat them early in the season, by the way, but things have changed a bit since. I agree, yeah. but, you know, if luck falls, you, I, I think we do have, you know, a, a fighter's chance against Chelsea. And it probably, what, what are the options? Chelsea, Tottenham, Millwall, what's yeah, the other game? City, Middlesbrough. It's going to be the big four. So right, so one. it's probably the four. So we're going to have two incredibly difficult games. Yeah. And if we come through that, and we finish well, fourth. In the league, I don't think he leaves the club, and I and I think we, we we're going to be here again in August. Well, oh we have we God. have massively. I mean, to be honest, you could argue that the league games that we have left, the hard league games, which are Man United at home, Tottenham away, Tottenham away, Man City at home, and actually, I put West Brom away in the difficult category because we've got a shit mm, record. That's our next game. Uh, mm. it's, yeah, and yes. and they and they're playing well and they're hard to beat at home. And then there are a couple of other. We, we've got to go to Southampton still, don't we? Yeah. I think yeah. so. And so Stoke. yes, and Stoke, where we've got a dismal record. So, you know, I think those games you could argue 
more important than the cup. I know you're probably going to tell me you'd rather win. The, would you rather win the cup and come fifth, or would you rather? No, come no, no. You'd I'm rather the, come. Yeah. I would. That's. I, I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah. Financially you'd rather, you'd rather and fourth. I would. Really, I, I, yeah. I feel now that the financial imperative of the Champions League is sort of dwarfed by the Premier League deal. Is so massive that I don't think it'd be that catastrophic. And I feel for the mood of the club, at least win, winning the FA Cup this season would mean we would have had to have beaten a really big rival in a really big match which I feel is just a little bit more different than I finishing agree, yeah. fourth. I'm with you. And it's that I'm boredom, it's that tedium yeah, absolutely. that for me is so I'm totally with you, I agree with you. And I think winning the FA Cup is still a, you know, a really exciting competition. This season it's been a great competition with the, with the non-league teams that we've played. And um, I also think, I mean, you know what, getting back into the into the Champions League and only to go out as soon as we play a decent team in the round of 16. I mean, who gives a shit? I just yeah. don't care anymore. But, yeah. but would you care anymore about playing Pils and Bolokov in the fourth qualifying round of the Europa League? Because to me, that's oh, a no, complete I'd, turn. I mean, the Europa League. But that's massive. what we'd be in. If we don't qualify, that's yeah, what we'll be in. that's true. That we would, true. but I also, like, there, there was a time when not being the Champions League meant you couldn't attract a calibre of player. But I don't think that even really exists anymore. Well, we, we I worry that we no. wouldn't, though. Because unlike yeah. Man United are still, like, the biggest team in the country, aren't they? Maybe. They've got an incredibly charismatic manager who can, you know, I, I persuade Paul Pogba to come or whatever, and, they, and, more, and, and they'll spend eighty million on it. I don't, I'm not sure we, I have to say, are in the same league in terms of attracting players, especially when they, if they don't know what, what who the manager. And more important than all of that is they've got a bigger wallet than we oh, have. Massively. So the yeah, wages that they can pay Pogba, we can pay them. And we've got a massive wallet. We're not yeah. prepared to spend it. And don't forget, we haven't had this before. Under 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 our manager, you know all these conversations, presumably which go on between the clubs and between agents. Well, it's never been a question about us not no, being in the no. Champions League next yeah. year, and that is to yeah. to the manager's credit. Let me so. ask you one more time, um, Josh. You're saying, <laughs> yeah, we come, we don't win the FA Cup. We we just we get in the top four. Yeah, if we go out in the semi like final, we always do come for twenty top four. years, and we're we're in this position of the most stale, repetitive performance by a team of manager in anyone's memory and we're compl- everyone you know everyone is bored shitless of this endless repetitive season we're having to the point where renowned football journalists are writing satirical pieces well, at least you can do it, the same article literally right? you uh, but, you, but you are <laughs> still you will still be absolutely fine with him signing another two year contract for more of the same you're absolutely fine with it I just think as I said before coming forth which I still think we'll do, and you know we might be proved wrong. Is part? I think that is pretty much where we were. Third, maybe third this season would be part. Wouldn't you want to try a manager who might have a bigger ambition? I would life? love it. I, I'd love the idea that we would have won the league this season. No, no, but I don't saying, think that's it's not my question. You're like you're answering. Um, my, I don't think it's impossible. A, you know, a Simeone or an Allegri a try, just give He'll him a get, go, They'll maybe? get a chance in, if in maximum you two wanna, years. Oh and we will God, then become like every other take, club. You can take two more years of this tedium. How, you can how, take how much mediocrity right. are you prepared to prepare to I mean, you're stomach? very generous, aren't you? I mean, what, are you really, are you taking that position because... Be honest, because we've we've got these different positions on this podcast. No, if, if I felt that he feel should definitely leave, he should go. And I think if we come fifth, it, it's a difficult position for him to oh, hang fifth on to. Oh, there's no question, but I'm, I'm well, intrigued I, 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 that you're still happy with the same thing year in, year out, that, that repetition. You're not happy, right? Because like you're not you, unhappy enough to get a new, to try someone new. No, okay. not if we come in that top four. Not right for yet. For me, the crux, and I've always defended Wenger, and, and I and I absolutely don't think getting rid of him is a guarantee of progress, mm. but at least to me, no. and I think most of us fans, I would rather, I think, take the risk of us finishing seventh yes. or eighth yes. last yes. year. Yes. Yeah. Next year, rather. Yes. Because just 
to break this tedious cycle. Yes. And, and it's so impressive finishing top four every year. It really is. That consistency should yeah. be celebrated. But as a fan, you just you want more. And I would take a few seasons of not being so good just just yeah. to have the sense that maybe something's going to change. Like watching that game against Liverpool, it was just, you know, we've how many times have we seen that game? Mm. Yeah, and totally. Absolutely, yeah. No, we just don't know. We don't know what will happen. And, and Gilad, one of my good mates who's come on the pod with us a couple of times and had a, a baby daughter, and congratulations to him this week. I said to him, don't, don't give up the idea that in 12 or 15 years' time when she wants to have a bit of bonding time with her father <laughs> and you're sitting there and we're like 13th playing Middlesbrough in April and there is nothing to play for and she'll go oh was it always like this and you go no no 15 years ago actually we're in the Champions League every year we we were you know amongst the best teams in the country we had some incredibly world-class exciting players I just think it won't always be like this and I, I, I'm not desperate that we end this this run of being in the best four teams yeah, in the country with a couple of world class players that's a lovely way of putting it what's intriguing for me it's like it won't always be this level of tedium no and, and then maybe in the bright it maybe it wasn't your, better your lovely let's friend say the year before his, maybe your friend will talk to his daughter in 20 years time and we'll have got Allegri and they will have got, won the champion we'll won the league or com- nearly won the league we don't know neither later. of us know no, no one knows anything but I'm, what we do know is Right now, we're in the we're in the most stagnant situation of any football team I can think of in the world ever. I, there's no equivalent, is there? There's no there's no team that's had their manager for twenty years that's done the same thing for about the last ten years that hasn't argue. won anything for thirteen years that charges the highest prices in world football. Blah 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 blah. I know people are going to say, "Oh yeah, we we get we get cup games included." <laughs> I don't give a shit. We're still playing. It's a lovely view from among, your city club level. Though. We're playing among, if not the highest prices, all of that, and you're still going, "Oh yeah, but you know, we but can't response- risk we can't risk changing that." What are we changing? The response would be, "There's also no team that has been as." consistent as we have in the last 20 years and that is the response you, you can't you, you can go well Man United have fallen out of it Chelsea well, we've have fallen been, out of it we've you know, certainly Liverpool. been consistently unsuccessful in yeah. the league we've certainly consistently I don't, I don't call fourth but you also you, but you just called for fourth ahead of the FA Cup yes I do, yes, but that's because I think to be honest partly the FA Cup seems to have been diminished massively fourth is important I think because it gets in the Champions League not just for the money I think it's stature Agreed. you want to be at football's top mm. table even though we all know realistically we've got no fucking chance of winning it mm. but or, I think what Josh outlines there is based, that's the difference between if you're running the club and if you're a supporter because if you're running the club it is fantastic you've got someone right, who yeah. delivers basically the objectives year after year after year because you know in the cold light of day he does we, we tend to be and let's say since the Invincibles year we've tended to be around the third or fourth best team on paper and we deliver that. And sometimes actually worse. To be fair, in that kind of yeah. 08 to 12, 13, we were worse often. And we yeah. have achieved in finishing fourth. Yeah, which he will blame on the financial constraints. But weren't better than us on paper. No, that's what I mean. no, no, that's what I mean. Often teams will punch way above their weight. We're mm. very consistent. We mm. tend not to punch way above mm. and not well below. And as, as a board member, he is delivering. Yeah. And as Josh says, no other club in England has qualified for the Champions League every year in that time. So we are unique in that way. And yeah. from the financial point of view, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But as a fan, it is... It is just we're not, I think everyone out is willing to roll the dice. Yeah. You see, it's interesting because some fans like some consider our my point of view to be spoiled that I'm spoiled because you know I I I I, I can't be happy with with being fourth every year and I'm not happy enough to 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 put up with this 
you know, with us achieving par, if you like, exactly what you'd expect from like our wage bill or whatever, or what we can afford. But for me, it's I think it's the opposite. I think people of sport who who are who can't who won't accept the idea and are kind of banging their feet, going, no, 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 we can't get rid of them. We can't try another manager. I think that's sport. I think, it's, and we might come seventh. So what? That's football. We might it might you're you're even your thing about we might be in fifteenth. You know, when your friend's baby girl is in a teens. That's football. It's more for me. It's more spoiled to be absolutely clinging on to this fourth thing every year as being the only thing we've got to be happy with. That for me, it's like football is ups and downs. It's roller coasterized. It's sometimes you're in. Sometimes you win. Leicester might even get relegated. I still think those fans, you know, of that team, are going through a more authentic football fan experience than we have. And I think a lot of the reason why it feels so stagnant, like the fans, the atmosphere, it's just because it's year in, year out, the same old wanna, shit. If you want to bring Leicester into it, actually, I think that argument goes against you because the, the season they've had has been so so far off what their pass should have been this season, about eighth, you think, I think, you, you think, know, should have been but their you think pass. They, they're not, you think they would have given up winning the league? Right, in order to have a more stable time this year, I don't so think would so. You, would they, 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 I feel. Okay. Robbie so, so. Savage was saying this point on Five Live, like on his six oh six point in, like when to talking to Leicester fans, and he was going, "Would you not have accepted winning the league followed by relegation?" It's like Robbie, that's not like a two for one deal in Tesco. You can win the league and you don't have to get relegated well, no, no, next no, season. But, but, but this point, sympathy but, for Ranieri, the guy should have been sacked, but, but lost the dressing room. They've but, been terrible. But but par, get rid of him. So, are you suggesting that Leicester fans would rather have come eighth than eighth? Or would they have rather won the league and then gone down? Because mm. it's the latter. Right. It has to be the latter. Right. I mean, like last season, I did a piece at the end of it um, and sort of asked fans at the end, basically, would you rather have had Arsenal season or Liverpool season? And Arsenal, mm. we actually came second as well, which a lot of people forget, but it, yeah. you know, it was a slightly right. false yeah. second. But entirely, anyway. Entirely down to our failure of, of Spurs. There's right? not yeah. such a thing as false second. Let's deal no, with it. No, okay. But yeah. we, we finished second. We have some of the false we, nine position on the football. <laughs> but you know why it happened. Yeah. Is it what it I mean happen is because we, we had a triumphant... Yeah, what season. I mean is we weren't like locked in a right. title race in the last Let's be real. Anyway, we finished second, but it felt like the same old, same old that we were really in it and then February, March, we fell away. Liverpool had a Europa League final and yeah, we scoffed the Europa League they had nights like beating Dortmund at home having 3-1 right. three, no, three, down 4-3 yeah. nights like that are what fans mm. that's what you remember yes. like, they will never forget that night Very it was incredible point. they had Very a manager who was basically cheerleading throughout yeah. what did we you know last that's a great season, point I'm so glad you brought up Liverpool because of course when Liverpool lost to Leicester last week before they played us and by the way how did they lose Leicester by speedy players getting in behind the back so we went fucking direct anyway so when they lost Leicester loads of smug all the smug Arsenal pro Wengerites obsessive Right, so again, oh, see, you wanted Klopp, but they're losing to Leicester. How embarrassing! No, 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 they're going to beat us, and they did. And they've got an incredibly thrusting, dynamic, exciting, interesting manager who gives them interesting, extremely pleasant highs, as you're saying. May and, and still underachieving in some times, still going to lose to the Leicesters and maybe the Stokes or whatever. But I'd much rather have Klopp. I'd do anything yeah. to get Klopp right he, now. He, he, I'd yeah. kill to get yeah. Klopp right now. <laughs> if, if actually, it's interesting talking about Klopp because. I think Liverpool's Achilles heel this season has been some of the bizarre games they've lost, like Leicester, yeah, like they've Bournemouth, the of us. Burnley, mm. Swansea, uh, Swansea. They haven't lost to any of the current top mm. seven, right, yeah. home or away, so far. So yeah, incredible. Yeah. He's My, got a big yeah. game mentality that Wenger doesn't anymore. Yeah. 
Any it's fun, isn't it, having a manager it's like exactly that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun, like, right. It's, Where's it's the fun? Exactly. Oh, thank God you... But, you know, you're right. Yeah, I think that's the word I was looking for. Fun. Just going, Wouldn't it be fun? <laughs> give someone else a try, Josh. Come on, it'd be fun. Where's the fun Someone else will get a try There's in no a maximum of two years there. and three months. <laughs> two more years of non-fun. Well, we don't know yet. We'll see. This Charlie a made a point like, who earlier. Who gives a shit? Like, and fuck it. Now, by the way, we've got to mention... Um, sorry, well, for no reason. We've got to mention Cronky's son. Apparently his favourite is Thierry Henry. Yeah. I mean, oh, God, that's just moronic, isn't it? If you have if you have a kid, Josh, are you going to like feed him vegetables and like promise him a hamburger in two years? <laughs> no hamburger. Very well, by the way. A veggie burger. Strictly kosher. A very thick veggie burger. Um, Charlie made the point earlier about the, the business point of view. And I thought that was interesting if you watched today's press conference when um, Arsene was asked about the problem with Sanchez or about everyone getting on. And he turned around to the journalist and went, well, I'm sure if I asked every single person in your organisation whether you know they liked you and no one was looking to take your position i'm sure i'd find someone and i think that's you know that is it, no one else would answer a question no. like that no one no. but that sort of is what he's like. he, he does view it as a business and he kind of even in that interview with jake humphrey who i thought was a bit unnecessarily prickly i thought oh, but that's just no. my my opinion. job well was the l y necessary on that word what prickly I don't know (laughs) anyway so he um, was talking but but Arsene's answers was all about you know stability and a business and you have 20 years of and that's what he sees and I think he probably wouldn't see it as a worse thing if we do have two more years and we and he can keep us in that top four then okay would have had you know 23 years of doing that rather than 20 and that is more stable because it would have meant increased revenue for the club and it's going to be better for the person coming in after him I still think he sees that as an element of success but of course if he came out and said that in a press conference he'd get vilified for being like oh he still thinks that the top four is a trophy so he, he you know I think what he actually sees as success is not always exactly what he says but we have to accept that that is an element of but success don't you, don't, you, don't you think that part of Wenger's kind of vanity in a way and I, I think it was Boyd who said it earlier the, the Jake Humphrey's questions were perfectly valid. Mm. They were perfectly valid journalistic yeah. questions. And Wenger, you're right, was affronted by it. Mm. Almost like mm. no one has the right to ask me these mm. kind of things. And when Would anyone the, have asked Ferguson final... like that, though? They wouldn't have got but away with Ferguson Ferguson was winning titles. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. And then he wouldn't, didn't need to be asked them because he was incredibly successful right up until he left. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just... You, if Wenger is in a public... You know, he's, he's at least... He's, we are the ones. We're going to be there till the death. He's not. One day he will go. He and it's probably all, will. And I think, I think all, everything you've said is like a rationalisation. I, I think it's as simple as he's so, his ego is so tied to him being Mr. Arsenal now. And he does think he's built the club. Or, you know, he's built up the club, built the club. I mean, it's a slight, he did definitely say built the club in that interview anyway. I think we I think know he what think, he means. But no, I think he does mean, I think the he club, thinks, he I think he thinks, I am the one who's got us where we are and I'm not going to take this shit from anyone, from the fans from the press even though what we're doing right now is diabolically boring and i just think he i just think he's too stubborn and egotistical to deal with those questions that's the bottom line i don't think there's any great rationalization of it i think it's just simple as that he's just he's just too arrogant i think there probably is a frustration from his part he he probably does feel that he is slightly underappreciated and to an extent maybe he is is. and and, well i don't know if it's own fault i think it's partly Football fans do get bored of the same thing. That is just an mm. inevitability. And, you know, you look at, you know, even a club like West Brom, who a few years ago would have been like Premier League amazing. You come 13th, 14th for a bit, fans get restless because they just get bored. And and so I think he he does feel that maybe he will be more appreciated 
when he goes, maybe he isn't enough now. Um, I, honestly, but, I said this last week. If he if he's announced now, I'm going to go at the end of the season. Thank. I think I would all rally around. I'd rally around. I'd be like, absolutely. You know, I'd really respect him. I can't respect him holding us to ransom. So I'm going to decide at the end of the season and more months of this just kind of tedious. I also think just a quick theory mm. on that. I think he is terrified of leaving because oh, he has nothing that. else yeah, in his life. That, yeah, and that I d- brilliant um, Amy Lawrence thing yeah. where she said, don't underestimate how scared he is. Completely. Right, and he's even alluded to that, the fact that Ferguson has his horses and yeah. other interests. Yeah. Wenger doesn't have no, that and he, he is so scared. Yeah. We'll have to get him on here as a regular guest when he does give up. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah we'll never leave. We should look ahead to the two games. Let's look ahead to the two games. Yes, let's calm down. Sorry for my I apologise again for my high-pitched ranting. Thanks. Do you think there's any chance? Do you, do you, what, uh, I mean, chance? well, you, I, I, a friend yesterday said, yesterday said to me, he was like, well, you'll just go and win like two, you'll be two nil up at one point and people will get the tiniest little bit of hope. And I was like, I assume we definitely won't be two nil up at any point tomorrow. Like there won't be even a moment where you um, go, possibly I, any chance. What do you well, think? it would be, it'd almost be, you know, go on, you answer first. Well, <laughs> I don't think that there's zero chance of us qualifying, obviously, no. or even, I think, in this particular game, looking like we are going to qualify at any point in the match. However, it wouldn't surprise me if we did win the game. You know, right, because yeah, Frank, I was going to say But that. more, that's more because, you know, frankly, Bayern shouldn't really give much of a toss. They'd be quite happy to lose 1-0 or 2-1, and we're in the quarterfinals, thanks a lot. It may well be Ancelotti rest a few players. It may be that Arsenal find a little bit of pride after all the uh, negative stuff on Sanchez and whatever and the Liverpool performance. So it wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal won, but in terms of qualifying, no, it's, it's, it's all over. I think we we'll definitely win because I think this is after this is us. You know, it's like pressure's off. No one's expecting us to to have a chance, so we'll probably play well enough unless he drops Alexis Sanchez again, um, which you know he's capable of doing. In, in Charlie's article that he wrote. Um, at the beginning of the season he suggested that there would be a 3-0 defeat to Real Madrid in the first leg of round 16 followed by a credible 1-0 away win in the Bernabeu <laughs> are, you, are you still looking for a similar kind yeah. of theory? Yeah quite possibly I think, we'll, I think we'll probably win tomorrow but I don't think we'll ever be in a position no. actually I'm not even sure we will win tomorrow to be oh, honest. Really? I, just, I think they're I mean, they are much better they're just so much better yeah that's true like, yeah, I, we certainly won't ever be in a position where even much no. remotely like we might oh, let's nail down actual predictions right Josh I'm going to start with you what's the score going to be one all one all but they Trevor. won't embarrass they'll okay. put in a better performance Trevor? and show a bit of fun. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal Charlie I was going to go one all as well <laughs> uh, okay. can I fine. still that's go with one yeah that's fine yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 as well I'm, I'm, yeah so you think of it going three one, but that because that implies that we might have some. We'd be two goals away from taking it to extra time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's going to be I think two one. Yeah, and then we've got then Saturday. You're going to go Saturday, Saturday yeah, boys? yeah, Arsenal Lincoln. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, let's start with you, Josh. <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, the the par against Sutton was the expectation was around three. I think Trev was that right on the on the, the spread goals? guys. Were, were, so yeah, on the handicap betting, Arsenal got a three. Uh, Sutton got a three goal. Home naively without knowing. I assume this will be about four. A, a handicap for Saturday. Uh, I think it's three again, but three again. or maybe three and a half. I mean, I I'll take four. I'll take four nil, Boyd. If four you need nil. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't yeah. sit here and know a huge amount about Lincoln. Obviously. They, unlike Sutton, have been doing tremendously well in yeah, the league and are in much better form. So. Yeah. Charlie? 3 0. Trevor? 2 0. I'm going to go 4 1. I think they'll score. Oh, yeah, we'll okay. have some crap defence. I remember we conceded to Farnborough a few years ago, similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you signalling? I'm Josh? suggesting that you're doing this to Oh, sorry, I'm tapping. Because you've actually got headphones on. I'm yeah. tapping. I'm very unprofessionally. Josh, sidekick, sidekick Josh, who I didn't even introduce. Apologies. I don't think I did. Been here long enough. We were witching on. You pointed out I'm fiddling with my mic here, which is very unprofessional. If you wonder what that ludicrous noise was there. But 
we're winding up anyway, so you mm. can put up with the ludicrous noise. Um, thanks so much to Trevor and Charlie. You've been absolutely brilliant. And Josh has been stubborn and staunch. <laughs> and I admire that in many ways. And I've stopped apologies for screeching. Too loudly. See you next week. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.